It's been an eventful week for Pennant Deep, but we're here to talk to you about Kentucky's matchup with Mississippi State. We know you all have lots of questions about what happened throughout the week, lots of Twitter questions. However, Kentucky's got a game to play. We're going to get into that for you. We have special guest Mason Wolf to talk about the O-line issues. As always, big dogs of the week. Boys do what they want to do. Men do what they have to do. As always, like, share, subscribe, listen. A massive game for the Cats to get back on track. Let's get into the show. Go! Every time so others... Mm, mother, so go every time so others may... Every time. Get some! Live from KS Bar and Grill, introducing Pennant Deep... With Max Duffy and Miles Butler, presented by Kentucky Sports. Welcome in. It is Mississippi State week seven, I believe, of the season. No, am I wrong? No, I'm right. Week yep, seven. It's week I'm seven. Saving. Week seven. Yeah, it is. Miles, wait your turn. Um, <laughs> you asked. The Wildcats are four and two, and gotten a little announcement for you guys to start off the show. Um, new sponsor for the show, actually sponsoring this one. Um, Kicking MD, my kicking oh. company has decided to sponsor the show. So thank you very much, Max Duffy and his kicking company. So kicking, go to kickingmd.com. That's kicking Max Duffy or McKinnis Duffy or Maximum Distance, whichever one you want to do. Kickingmd.com for all your punting, snapping and uh, kicking needs. Miles, would you be joining us down at a training session? Um, I'm waiting on the paycheck from the sponsorship to hit my account. I haven't seen anything yet. Is Kicking MD running low on funds, or what's uh, the issue? Yeah, Kicking MD. This is purely just uh, you know they're a big they're a big company, and they just want us to you know just feed off their uh, their their uh, clientele. Oh, and they they're treating us like a non for profit. I see. We're like a charity for them. Okay, that's fine. exactly exactly. Okay, Brent, you won't be coming down to any sessions. Uh, if I need to sink a kick against Texas A and M to save my life, maybe wow. until then. Wow, it's already started. Uh, I don't Just choosing think. violence this week. We're going to yeah. choose violence. No, that's okay. not what I meant. We've brought this up a hundred times on the show, like that I couldn't make the kick either. So, you know. Um, all right. Well, we're going to keep this one short and sweet. Um, it's Mississippi State. As we said all during the week, Miles, on our Twitter space, I think we even mentioned it on our Monday podcast. There's, it, We've had enough talking. It's time for action. We've yeah. heard all the chat, all the yap, all that kind of stuff all week. We've even been hearing bullshit from another podcast on YouTube. No more talking. It's action. Action's king, Miles. Welcome to the show, though. Our special guest. What a time to introduce him. A man that doesn't speak. A man that is purely action. Coaching the O-line for a team that does nothing but win games. Former Kentucky O-lineman, number 77. And now Kentucky O-line coach of the Lexington Catholic Knights. Mm-hmm. Mason Wolf. Wow. Thanks for having me on. It was a hell of an introduction. You, I want to just, we'll get to Kentucky in a second, but I do really, you know, we love the Knights. Me and Miles called the game, Ball County versus Lexington Catholic Knights last Friday. Mm-hmm. Honestly, one of the most exciting games I've ever seen. Uh, well, uh, Lexington Catholic go down 20 to zero very early in the game. Looks like it might even be a running clock style game. Nah, Lexington Catholic Knights with a Johnny Manziel style quarterback. Probably the greatest high school quarterback I've ever seen. Just claw and claw and claw their way back. Go up 28-27. Uh, 
Ball County has 30 seconds left. They throw a touchdown pass. They had a legal motion, and you guys get the job done. Congratulations on the 6-1 and one season so far. Well, thank you, Max. It was, a, it was a big game for us. It was first district game of the season. You know, it's Boyle County's had Lexington Catholic's number for the last few years, and it was good to go out there and put a, put on a good performance. You know, went down. Kids never kids never fluttered, and they kept fighting, and, you know, that's what happens when you keep pushing, and good things happen. So All right. I was happy about it. So I want to know, true or not true, although this is not normally a Friday segment, but true or not true, with how well the Lexington Catholic Knights O-line's been going, you've been getting calls from Stoops left, right, and center, 3 a.m. Hey, can you help our O-line out? <laughs> One, can you make a return to the team? Or two, can you just come coach us for a second? Uh, I, I will say I, I have not experienced that quite yet, so I'm going to go not true here. But we're going to keep uh, we're going to keep the sail, we're going to keep the ship going right here with Lexington Catholic and you know, that's that's my main focus at the moment. All right. Well, we're going to get back to you with another O-line question because we would like your actual input because a lot of people have been asking us on the Twitter spaces, on the Twitter questions, what's going on with the O-line? How can it be fixed? And mine and Miles' answer, we don't fucking know. How are we supposed <laughs> to know what the O-line is supposed to do? Yeah, we know down, 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 gap scheme, zone run. I don't know what the, that even that's, means. Yeah, that's – we've just been throwing the, like, the key words around, yeah. probably not in the right order. Yeah. But exactly what he's saying, gap and scheme and yeah. pulling guard. Yeah, I don't bend know what your knees, punch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, three three technique, all those words, but with no correlation in any right order at all. Um, I'm just going to ask one real quick question, true or not true. Is Brent going to speak for any of this podcast? Brent, you look like you're in a world of hurt right now. Uh, No, I'm actually just under this bunk bed, final night of the golf trip. Uh, so, so just to describe it to the people that are listening, because they can't see what we're looking at, you are looking like you're almost laying down in a five-year-old's bed. I uh, am laying down in a five-year-old's bunk bed. bed. What are you doing right now? Uh, well, like I said, I'm on this golf trip, so uh, everyone's downstairs watching the game. Service outside probably wouldn't have been great, so I'm in uh, the room I'm sleeping in this week, which... Uh, Did you kick the kid out of there before you hopped in? Yes, I did. Um, the, you know, the, shout out Larry Vaught. Um, I, I did kick the kid out of the bed. Um, there, uh, there is a, a bunk though, which is new. So it's like I'm staring at. It's very strange. Uh, but the the top bunk has a weight limit of 160 pounds. So, I mean, if sleeping in a bunk bed is a way for me to get a a room to myself on an 11 person golf trip. I will take I was it. I going to say, Miles would probably be the only one that could fall under <laughs> that category. <laughs> it is. But not with the- <laughs> All right. Um, let's do a couple minutes of serious talk here. Mississippi State. Will Levis is back, supposedly, by all reports. I have not confirmed or denied with any of my ranch sources, ketchup sources, any of them. Uh, but Will Levis is supposedly back. Uh, I don't think we will see Jacquez Jones. Sorry, Brent. Sorry to ruin your night even more. And I don't think we'll bad see day Jimmy Flax. Pardon? So you just made a bad day worse. Yes, I'm sorry. And is Flax, am I correct in saying Flax is like still game time decision right now? I think Stoop said that, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to say he doesn't play, but it's a game time decision right now. I don't actually know for sure whether he will or not. Miles, Will's back. What do we expect this week? Air it out. That's what I expect. We put the air raid to the air raid team of Mississippi State. It's nice to have the leader back to the team 
I think he'll bring some confidence to the boys, and I feel like it's going to be a good week for the offense. Okay. Air it out. What percentage do we throw over run? I mean, compared to what we did last week, I think not only will we throw it more, but like shots. Like as in tequila, fireball, <laughs> every shot that they've got, I think we throw it all at them. I'd say 60, uh, 60 pass. Not nothing crazy, but back to what we were roughly before. How much of a point, Brent, better team are we with Will in the lineup? If everything else stays the same, if you just swap Will and Kaya Sharon, how much better are we points-wise? Points-wise? I mean, probably probably better for three touchdowns, I mean, at least. I mean, not to knock Kaya Sharon, but I mean, if the... All if, right, hold on. I just want to cut you off for a second there because I, I agree. I agree, but I just want to put the math to the test. So against Old Miss, you're saying if Kaya Sharon plays, we get negative two? We somehow lose two. Uh, safety, probably. Yeah. Well, we'll got a safety. So, yeah. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I would like to think that Kentucky could have put up thirty-five points against South Carolina with Will playing. Uh, so, I mean, that's what I'm sticking with. Okay. Well, uh, that's okay, Miles. Well, hold on. Hold on. Uh, three touchdowns favorite. I mean, kicking game hasn't been that great this year. So technically. Technically, it wouldn't be negative two. It could be right on zero with a few mixed missed kicks mixed in there. Fair, fair. Miles, uh, how much of a difference is it? So I saw the line came in from seven to four um, with Will kind of confirming that he's playing. So clearly Vegas is giving us a three-point better advantage with him in. Advantage is not the word, but you know what I mean. How much better are we with him in? I think it's hard because last week it went from, what, like 10-ish to down to three. So they said last week he was worth a touchdown. I think the hard part of this is it obviously changes our game plan of how we would play the game. As in, if Will's in, we're going to play normally. Without him, we'd go run, 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 probably safer and just play defense. I'd say he's worth, on an average game, 10 to 14 points. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think it's – I think – a lot of his plays still dictated by the O-line. I think if Flax is out, I, I still think we're going to struggle to score against this team. We haven't been able to prove that we can score yet. Um, I think if Flax is back, I think we can put up some points. I think he at least gives us an extra touchdown, um, as in Flax does. Um, I think if if Flax and Will play, I could see us putting up maybe 28 to 35 points. Um, if, he does, if Flax doesn't play, I think we're back down to around that 20-point team. But there is no one better last about the O-line of the Kentucky Wildcats than a man that's been there and done that. Because as we found out this week, Miles, unless you have actually played in that position, in that team, in that conference, and in that league, you cannot comment. So, Mason, you're the only man. I can comment on punting for the Kentucky Wildcats. That is it. Miles, you can comment on kicking and kick And punting. And kick off and punting, yes. Brent, you can't fucking comment. Yeah, why am I here? You can comment on being a fan. Should I but, just log off? But Mason or... Wolf, the O line, what's going wrong? You know, you be as honest as you need to be here. Right. Well, you know, something I feel like I've noticed, you know, these first few weeks of the season, it just seems like it's not like the entire line is messing up all at one time. It's like it's one guy here, one guy there, one guy here, one guy there. And on the offensive line, you know, one guy gets speed, it, it can essentially ruin a play. So I think, you know, that's been the biggest reason we've sputtered a little bit on offense is it's not 
it's not necessarily just an overall collapse. I think it's just winning one-on-one matchups. I think the guys at this point in the season have grasped the offense, so I don't think it's a scheme thing that they're struggling with. We've got smart guys running it up front with Eli Cox and guys sure. who have some experience. So I feel like it's just going to come down to one-on-ones, us winning those more than okay. them. Another question that we get a lot, and you will be able to obviously be the only one that can answer this because, again, you can only answer it if you've done it. Um, can you make significant adjustments slash improvements this far into a season or are you just you are what you are at this stage? I think there's a little bit of merit to both. You know, it's a kind of on-the-fence answer, but I feel like, you know, the more reps you get, a lot of these guys are new starters, right? So the more reps you get, the more confidence you get, the more winning reps you get, the more confidence you get. Okay, on the, on the counter of that, if I ask you, how demoralizing do you think it would be? Because you always got to play with very good O-lines. Like everyone was always very complimentary. How demoralizing is it if you're just being told every week, this you are the reason why we're losing? And is it tough to bounce back from that? You know, it, it kind of puts your back against the wall. You know, I would see it as almost like, or I would see it as motivation, mm-hmm. right? So it should be motivation to go out there every day and get better and try to prove everyone, all the doubters wrong. So I think it should work in their favor at this point. Have you had a uh, have you had a shining light from the offensive line this year, or has it just kind of been? It, it's tough, isn't it? Because I think everyone's kind of go to answer is Eli Cox, just because mm-hmm. he's in the center, but he probably doesn't get exposed as much because he is playing the center position. You got those tackles that are always getting exposed. Mm-hmm. Has there been any shining light? Like has uh, as as Flax been standing out? Has uh, has Jagger Burton been a good start? Like mm-hmm. have you seen enough where there's someone that's standing out so far? Yeah, I mean. As far as standing out, obviously, you can go with Eli Cox, like you said. I feel like Flax has gotten better every week. Uh, like he's like we talked about just before, he's a new starter. And, you know, you're, I'm seeing, I feel like I'm seeing progression there. Um, you know, Kenneth Horsey, mm-hmm. who's been a longtime starter for us. At, 68 at wave. Mm-hmm, 68 wave. At the guard position, you know, he's kind of playing out of position to where he's normally been playing these last few years. I think he's – done really well bumping out the tackle and doing what he can, you know, to help the team in that aspect. So I feel like there's a couple guys for sure that have, you know, gotten better every week, especially, you know, Kenneth and those guys playing out of position. Well, we'll get back to Mississippi State in a second, Miles. But the O-line, when they block and when they give Will Levis time, there's some men doing what they have to do. They're not doing what they want to do. They're doing what they have to do when they block. When they let some sacks through, that's when they start doing what they want to do. BDW, TW, TD, MD, WTH, TD. It is the boys do what they want to do, men do what they have to do segment. Because, Brent, when you sleep under a bunk bed and you have to get up for that fifth game of golf in a row after 25 beers in a row, you can't just pull the covers up and say, I'm not playing today, lads. You got to get up, get out on that golf course, swing that driver, putt that putt, drink that beer smash that club against your knee, break it in half, throw it in the river, and shoot a fucking 80 over par. So, yeah. Brent, <laughs> do you have a man or a boy of the week? Um, I actually do. Uh, and to be completely transparent, because this is a transparent podcast, if anything, we always tell everything as it is, straight up, never lie about anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, straight up, like, when went with this as we started the podcast, it's been a bad week, rough week, uh, even though I am on a golf trip. So it's kind of been hard to come up with a man of a week. But uh, here in the last hour, I have found one true man. Wow. Uh, his name is Dustin Warner. 
we uh i mentioned him when we went when i talked about my brother's friend i went to tin roof with and mm -hmm. uh, a few a few weeks ago uh he decided to join us on the trip this is his first time on the trip we do this every year uh kind of started with my dad and his uh is this a, is this a long novel is this like a lord of the rings no no no. Uh, I, I'm, I'm about castle. to sum it up i'm about to sum okay. it up we used to do this trip every year with my dad's fire department buddies and we just you know we bring people along as it comes on yeah. Fez, first year on the trip, we would call him Fez. First year on the trip, um, has just gotten absolutely obliterated. Um, they don't have a bathroom in his room. Just came in here to my bathroom with the bunk beds. There's a five-year-old who's probably going to sleep in here sometime and wonder why there's just vomit all over the bathroom. Wow. Him, and he's, he's a trooper. He's rallying. Just saw him like... Before we started the podcast, his eyes are crossed. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be rough for him. So, so he's a man for keeping on trucking. So wait, so your man of the week is your friend that puked in your bed? No, 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 not the bed, not the bed, the the bathroom. The I'm top giving, that's a that's a tough one, Miles, for me between man or boy. There, hold on, I, that's I'm a very tough him, one. I'm giving him man because it's his first time on the trip, and it's almost like a. I mean, hey, proud of you for for uh, keeping going. Welcome, welcome to the big rough. stage. Yeah, this is this is the men's leg, as we've been told this week. That's what <laughs> you're saying to him. Pretty much, it's um, I've been there a time or two on this trip, so I know what he's going through, and that he's going to get my man nomination just for uh, trucking through. What did you say his name was again? Brent what? De what? Destin what? Dustin. 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 Well, congratulations, Dustin. Uh, Not to rat him out either, but it, it is kind of a it's a fun scene. And he has you just did you just ratted him out. <laughs> well, did. he listens to this too, so it's going to be funny if he's like riding around with his girlfriend or whatever, and you know, is tossing this on. He's like, oh. "Well, you didn't. You kept the story quiet about him with the other girl, so the girlfriend won't matter. She won't care that much. You kept that bit quiet." <laughs> yeah. Like, do you want me to go run and tell people that this guy named Dustin, who I've never met and I have no idea what he looks like or his last name, puked in a bed this week, and then I go, "Yeah, I know that guy." Like, what? <laughs> how could I possibly rat your? How could I rat your friend out? How? No, I'm, forget it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay. Perfect. All right. Well, Brent's had a long boy. week. Go all right. Boy, man or boy of the week? What you got? I've just got one man. Wow. That's it. Do you think if I tweeted at Nick Saban and said, hey, I've got some coaching suggestions for you, would that lion be concerned with a sheep? Uh, I, I very I very much doubt it. I don't think Nick's no, listening I mean, to your advice. Correct, because in the football coaching world, I'm a nobody. I'm yeah. an absolute no one. We've got one on the me. pod that is a somebody. We do have one coach on the pod that's a somebody. Right. But Mason Wolf would be a somebody, but – my man of the week is Pat McAfee. He doesn't concern himself with the opinions of you. You are yeah. nobody. He spent two separate times on his show and several times on Twitter explaining how he's you're not worth his time yeah. and that you are a nobody because you are a former University of Kentucky, Kentucky punter. Yeah. Um, Johnny Menzel, former Texas A&M quarterback. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, so for him to not waste his time – with somebody that isn't nobody by taking his time out of his schedule to tell us how he shouldn't waste his time <laughs> by taking his time. He's the man of the week for me.
I so, agree. Pat McAfee, congratulations. Yeah, I, I knew be that's exactly I'm sure what this segment was turning into, by the way. That's why I'm I went sure, the beaten track. I'm sure he'll be wrapped to receive, receive that award. And we'll send it out. My man of the week. Brent, don't you laugh. You watch it. My man of the week. Like, that's the thing, man. I It's... It's hard. It's a rock and a hard place because I do like the show a lot, but it's like being stuck under a uh, six foot uh, bunk bed. Like I'm seeing you now, but I do agree. Obviously, that it was kind of out of pocket for him to come after you like that. But I mean, what are you gonna do? My man of the week, and what an absolute stud he is, yeah. Mark Stoops. Yeah, yeah, at the Stapleton he concert, he can't keep himself out of this segment. He he actually texts me like two to three times a week. Going, did you see that? Did you see this? Did you see this article? Did you see this picture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I going to get it again this week? Yes, Mark, you'll get it again. Just Miles, you know thing, where I'm going. With the this. thing with him, I know where you're going, and the thing has become with him now. It it's not so much is he going to win the award. Yeah. It's which action of the week does he get it for? Yeah, specifically. yeah. Yeah. I mean, the concert this week was his his speech was better than any presidential speech I've ever seen. Hey, it was the greatest. And like he just hopped up there and he said, I needed that. He was obviously having a tough week. He gave the I needed that. He said, don't you worry. You know, as soon as I'm done, I'll get out of here because I need to get back into the film room. Like I just what an absolute man that is just doing whatever he has to do to keep the people happy. Uh, but in all seriousness, though, shout out to him for getting out there during that charity event. You know, obviously, it didn't take up too much time. But for him to go and do that, connect with the fans, he just knows what the people want. He knows what the people need. And he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. I love that. I loved his little speech. He actually, I think, honestly, like, he may have done that, maybe. But I could actually see that he might have been a little bit nervous up there. Because, like, yeah, he's he's never really, like, when would have he talked in front? I know he's done it at Rupp which is the same thing. I know he's done a basketball game, but it's a little bit different because like people are coming in and out. Not everyone's focused on you. Like maybe there's people going to get the soft serve ice cream. This one, he's on a stage with the spotlight on him. I wonder if he's literally, ever- literally yeah. on him. Yes. No, literally. I wonder how many times he's done that before, but just so smooth and just so charismatic as always. Well, and I actually had a source of a friend that may or may not have been at the concert. Um, her favorite part of it was how he did the, I got to get back to work, but thank you all for letting me speak as he took his spot back in the front row of the, of the concert. So he hopped back, he hopped right back in VIP. Apparently, uh, he picked his beer up that was on the ground and he kept singing along with Chris Stapleton. So, um, Mason, have you got a boy or a man of the week? I do actually. Wow. Uh, I've got a man of the week. I'm going a little off the beaten path here. Oh. My man of the week, and you're probably going to like this one, is going to be Todd Clark. Wow. Wow. So let's just preface Aaron Clark, Clark Family Farms. We've had him on the show. We even did one of our first shows this year from the couch of the Clark Family House with Kristen Clark, Mm -hmm. if people are wondering. So Todd Clark is the husband. Go on. Yeah. Todd Clark is my man of the week because he goes to work every day, you know, puts puts the puts the gloves on, buttons the shirt up, puts the boots on, laces them up, and goes to work every day. Never hear a peep out of him. He actual he actually wrangles in. Aaron Clark, make sure he does what he needs to do, keeps him in line. Uh-huh. I feel like, you know, Todd Clark doesn't really get a lot of the media attention. No, he doesn't. That, that Aaron Clark gets, but really Todd Clark's doing all the work. So shout out to Todd Clark. No, I agree. I could agree with that. We've had a lot of the Clark family farm on here, but we've not had Todd yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've managed to not also have the, what's the word, Miles? And I'm so bad at this sometimes with when I'm trying to think. What's like the, 
when you there's something like the secret gem like that you're looking for like the needle in the haystack or like the the like the jade um, monkey, the jade monkey type thing you like, know what i mean the, yeah like the the hole in the wall no no not quite not quite just something that's really rare to find like the the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow or something like that you could just make up whatever you want to say rudy clark is the <laughs> ultimate one that he just keeps escaping from our grasp we will promise to get him on and trust me if we get rudy on him on the greatest offensive lineman Sarah college has ever had it'll be great but we're just biding our time and waiting for him and trust me fans that are listening we will get him and you will enjoy that interview now, do you have anything else? Are no, that's all I had for Todd. Perfect. All right. Let's give our big dogs of the week real quick. Um, we don't want to talk. Again, no more talking about big dogs. Had a terrible week last week. There's been too much talk. Go say. Can question. we, Brand can we apologize? Can we apologize one more time? We were, we, yes. That's, we're a, that's only talking I want. Like, I actually am genuinely sorry. I've been looking into a mirror all week. Brent, you've got 10 okay. seconds. No, no chit chat, nothing. Give us your big dog of the week. We love Vince Murray. We love big dogs. Go for it. Uh, Iowa State, 16 points against Texas. Wow. wow. Miles. It's disgustingly bad. Auburn beats Ole Miss. I don't know how, but they don't. What's the spread? 15. <laughs> I, I don't think Auburn can score 15. So I don't they, – they're going to have to take Ole Miss into the negative, but that's what I'm hoping for. Well, okay, well, that's right. Hey, we do what you got to do. Choose who you need to choose. I am taking – they've been thereabouts against the good teams and then absolutely disgraceful against the bad teams so far. The University of South Florida. <laughs> beat, yes, we've, they've been taken once before on this show. They have. And this is their last fucking chance, Miles. You screw, there's no three-strike policy on this show. It is one, and then you are out. There is two strikes, and they were absolutely miserable in that first big dog. So they lost to Cincy by four points. They almost upset Florida. This week, they go against Tulane. They're 12-point underdogs. I'm taking the University of South Florida Bulls. Me and Miles were taking bets before the podcast on who you would take. That was it. That was our pick. Yep. You both said it? Yeah, yeah, which wow. makes me even less confident yeah, in his actually like hitting. But, yeah, it's great. Mason? Yeah, so my big dog of the week is going to be Indiana over Maryland. Indiana is currently 11-and-a-half-point underdogs. Wow. The game is in Bloomington. Yep. I like Indiana to have the upset here, especially with Maryland losing a tight game last week. I think one game turns into two for Maryland. And then Indiana takes them. Wow! No, hey Mason, the fact that you live in Henderson, Kentucky, right on the border there. No, no bias, no bias. Mason, quick question: Have you played for Indiana? I have not. Have you played for Maryland? No. Then how are you allowed to speak about that? Allowed to? No one. That's like none of us should have been allowed to pick any of that because we haven't played at those schools. That's true. That is true. Hey, Indiana football is, or football teams in Indiana are. Amongst the highest of some of our lists right now, the Hoosiers. Especially yeah, after hearing how much Brent, that was a good quality play. joke from you. That was actually very good, and I appreciate it. That's one of the first times you've actually made me think. Great, smart joke. Oh, thank um, you. Hey, let's not waste too much talking time talking about this Mississippi State. I really like Mason's input about the O line. As I said all week, it's about getting the job done. No more talking. No more standing up in front of the group saying this, this, and this. Get the job done. Go out there, play football because you love it, you enjoy it, and you want to play. 
for your family, your friends, and everyone involved in yourself. I need our predictions this week. Let's keep them somewhat short and sharp. I want a player of the game or a surprise packet that you're looking out for and the game score, please, starting with... We'll start with Miles this week. I'd say player to watch this week, Eli Cox. Okay. It starts with him up front. He sets everything. He gets everybody in line. And I think he leads the run game to a successful ground game this week. But the second half, Will takes over. Um, I'll take us 31-28 after a slow start, but a steam in the second half. Wow. Brent? Will's, Will's got to knock the rust off a little bit. Wow. Brent? Um, instead of a player, can I take a, a, a group? Sure. You may not. No. Uh, yeah. What do you mean? Like, Just pick um, your boys in any of the Chinese? Like, what group would you like? What group of people? African? Caucasian? Like, what do you mean? I'm going to go with basically pick your poison in the secondary, Kedron Smith or, uh, you know, Carrington Valentine. It's obviously a big thing. Air Raid, Mike Leach, they're going to have to step up. Uh, offense is going to have to get a jolt. That's the obvious thing. But um, South Carolina just felt like that egg. Kentucky lays. Mississippi State, Kentucky, it's like whoever plays at home is whoever wins that game. Uh, so I'll go Kentucky. Uh, give me – I think it'll be high scoring, actually. Give me Kentucky 35, uh, Mississippi State 27. Yeah, so he's asked for the the offense to get the jolt. If I was, you know, someone that knew someone that owned a cattle farm, I'd be going and get the prodder out mm -hmm. and just, you know, touching up a few of the guys and maybe heating up the end, you know, mm -hmm. giving them giving them the branding. Give, yeah, yeah. give it to them. Mason? Prediction, so, please. So, me, my player of the game this week, this guy has been big for us all along, all the way through the season so far, uh, lightning true freshman, mm -hmm. Barry and Brown. Wow. I think wow. Barry and Brown's going to have a big game this week. I think for us to win, we're going to need to need to have a big score, whether it's on a defensive score or a special team. I think Barry and Brown houses a kick at some point this, this week, and I think he's going to be our player of the game. So, I think final score, 28-24. We win? Wow. We win. Wow. Um, I'm going to be the only downer on this show. I don't think – I gonna, knew you would. I, I don't knew you we, would. I don't think we're going to win. I think we'll cover. I don't think we're going to win. I think it's going to be close. I honestly think if we keep this game close, given if Flax doesn't play, it's a really, really solid effort, especially with Jacquez out. I just think we're starting to get banged up. As we know, it's banged up season. Um, I think – I, I think we lose, I want to say we lose 21-27, um, just covering the spread. And I just think they get to our quarterback too much. I think we might get a defensive or a special team touchdown, but just think they're going to get to us too much again. And it, it sucks because we've got the number one pick in the NFL draft. We can't protect him. Um, I think the only chance we have is if Chris runs all over him. And I know that's the easy go-to, but I really think it is. I just think they're going to light Will up. I think our ability to hand that ball off to Chris and him get some yards is going to be huge, like it always is. So Chris Rodriguez is my most important player for the game. I'm not saying he'll be player of the game, but ability for him to get some yards will be huge. We've got less than a minute left on this Zoom, so I'm going to wrap it up so we don't have to start it again. Guys, thank you very, very much. Again, shout out kickingmd.com for all your kicking, punting, and snapping needs. Thank you for sponsoring the show. You've been very financially uh, helpful for my myself it's yet to be passed on to the other two members but i appreciate it very much mason wolf 
the former alignment of Kentucky, thank you very much. Thank you for having me, guys. I hope you guys learned something from him. Obviously, like you said, we're going to slowly get better, but it's it's not an easy fix. You can't just rub off the pen off the whiteboard. It's in permanent marker. We're just going to have to try and slowly get rid of it. So, Miles, thank you. Brent, go to sleep under your bunk bed. Enjoy that. Yep. Miles, I'll see you tomorrow at Keeneland. Yeah, I'm ready to whip them home. Chris Rodriguez receiving touchdown this week, by the way. It's coming. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks.